Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Welcome to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon. I'm Will Hasty. And I'm Catherine Dunn. I'm the only one without a last name because Alon, <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I was like, I don't want my last name as an actor. I want to just be the one with the first, with only like one name, like RuPaul or Cher. Or Madonna, but let's just short or that down four letters. I just want to be a symbol. <laughs> Do you guys like Catherine Ann better than Catherine? Catherine Ann Dunn? No, like Catherine Ann, also followed by Catherine Ann Dunn, but like just calling her mm, Catherine Ann instead of just Catherine. Nah, I, I like Kath, and I gotta say, Catherine, I feel like, but I like the long name Catherine Ann Dunn. I mean, that's fun. <laughs> I like Ka- the long name. Ka- Catherine, and, the long uh, game. Catherine and Will have been uh, killing it as uh, my interim um, um, uh, assistants, I guess? Interim, we're just I, temps. I, I, pref- I prefer the term aspiring co-host, whatever. They, they are collaborators here with me that have been uh, very helpful for the past uh, month or so here on Lost and Rewound. Uh, you all know about Catherine after many an appearance, and Will has been killing it, uh, being very consistent, so thank you to you both. Um, Lost and Rewound comes to you every week on Radio Free Brooklyn which can be heard on the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app. You can download the app at uh, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. We are a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. Because we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you, we invite you to make that one-time donation, that monthly pledge, you know... It's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate, and any and all sense that you do contribute will help us continue to stay on the air. Uh, you know, all your donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law, so pledge whatever you can afford. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Lastly, uh, if you have to uh, check out any of Radio Free Brooklyn fair of Lost and Rewound's old episodes, you can go to LostAndRewound.Podomatic.com. But let's get more into what this week's episode oh, is yeah. going to uncover. So let's do that. <laughs> now.
Josh Pallett is an actor, comedian, and podcaster, born and raised in Queens. He has a podcast that's currently trying to raise money on Patreon called The Low End Gigolos. We have him here in the studio to talk about that as well as some old clips because that's what Lost and Rewound is all about. Please welcome Josh Pallett. How you doing, Josh? Awesome. It's great to be here. Uh, your relationship in this room uh, was with, is with Catherine in that uh, you guys met at an open mic recently. Yes. That was literally the first meeting you guys ever had. It was the first time we've ever met. Which open wow. mic? Wow. Uh, it was the, the dump. The dump, yeah. Yes. What's Every the dump? Tuesday at 8 p.m. Yeah, at the creek. At, yeah, the creek in the cave. Oh. Jake Hart. It's a storytelling <laughs> mic. Okay. Where comedians go and try not to tell jokes for seven minutes. That's, that's kind of awesome, actually. And instead of telling the very somber, serious stories, instead, well, they, they sometimes, pretty, yeah. Well, I mean, they you know they tell stories, but a lot of them just end up telling jokes anyway. Even though it's like, don't I mean, don't go up there and tell jokes. I mean, are they stories for the comedic like tint, or are they or is and they are these guys just fall it's into comedy, or it really is whatever the fuck you want to say. Sometimes I think they're just taking their jokes and then adding stories around them. So <laughs> <laughs> I can go up and do it. Him up. Are you? But she was great. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know. We, 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 I mean, the yeah, other can... day, can we talk about it? Yeah. 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 Totally. We, we, we can always talk she about. Told it. Us, she told us a story about her going to a sex party, which was nice. Which is pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when? Where was? When was that? I should say. When? Um, I think it was August of seventeen. Was, was the one that I told. Okay. Was from August of seventeen. Yeah. Can we get a quick synopsis? Um. What do you remember being your favorite parts of the story? Uh, what's his name yelling at you? <laughs> yeah. So I, I went with uh, a friend of mine and uh, he made it very uncomfortable. There was a situation at the radio station that night. Wait, who is this friend? Do we know him? Please tell me. God, I don't please tell me we know, know him. him. No, I would say it because he has was, no problem. I was like, praying it was for easy. <laughs> it's not. But you're not. I will give you a hint. He and Frankie Z are from the same chunk of my life like we uh, we have similar origin stories and we were on the same first improv team ever i think uh, i heard about guess. the story in a car <laughs> you're not gonna guess but that's that's exactly who it is okay okay um because you'll never get it right you'll just spend a lot of time does it change. matter who it is though? it doesn't no so then I, it's all good i just like playing games so um <laughs> so yeah we, we go whatever correct? there's a situation here with the sandwich remember sandwich gave Beef yes. Um, so that's going on. And it's my show that is the problem. So I'm dealing with that while also going to a sex party wearing jeans because I am Mork from Orc. Nothing sexier than jeans in an orgy. Nothing sexier than Orc. Hello. Mork. Yeah. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> so he had a problem with it. Other people did not have a problem with it. Every time he left me alone, people would come to me and be nice. And then he would come with his bad energy. He's like, you're ruining this for me. <laughs> And, and what like, he really meant was, I am incredibly uncomfortable with this entire situation. Please make me comfortable. Make me horny. A hundred percent. He's like, I can't go into the playroom because you've got on pants. I can't drink. I can't dance. And I can't go into the BDSM room. And I'm like, one, you can go and dance. You just can't fucking dance. You can't drink because you're a recovering alcoholic. It's not my pants. And why? I think I suddenly realized who this was. What? And see, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, get over it. What was the story you told? Oh, I told the story of how I became a uh, valedictorian of uh, <laughs> my GED high school. Oh, okay. nice. Wasn't it H E D? 
GED. GED. My sister got her GED. general education actually, degree. It, it, no, I'm general equivalency. It, that's the thing. It, was, oh, it wasn't really right. a GED. Diploma. It was a, it was a high school equivalency diploma. That's what I was saying. Right. It was an HED. A head. Yes, you got a head. HED. I got not a head. A <laughs> I got head. Nice. What happened was I um I had missed 170 days of my uh, <laughs> freshman year in high school. <laughs> okay. And my, can uh, can we ask why? Because I was. I don't know, smoking pot and tripping on acid or something like that. Okay. Bullied. And, yeah, and I was getting, I was getting uh, terribly bullied by my drug dealer. So <laughs> I owed a fuck ton of money. But I had, I, you know, I had this fear growing up as a kid that I would get left back, and my fear was about to come true. They were, they told me they're like, you're gonna get left back. It's inevitable, and I didn't want to drop out of school because that was like my next biggest <laughs> so actually mom i'm doing comedy <laughs> a bully friend of mine you know he was like hey, he came up to me he was like hey fat so i found out a way that you don't have to drop out of school they have a program over the summer that you take for six weeks and if you take this program for six weeks they give you a test you pass the test you have your diploma and i thought it was brilliant hmm. but then i didn't show up to the program until like week number five and a half <laughs> And the lady's like, where have you been? And I was like, oh, my, my grandfather died. And, and she like, she's like, okay, but the test is, you know. Tomorrow. You know, like, you, you haven't practiced for it at all. And I was like, I promise. I was like, I can do it. Just give me a shot. And then I didn't show. This was Wednesday. And then I didn't show back up till Monday. And she was like, the test started on Friday. And it's a two-part test. And it's oh, a four-hour long test. <laughs> and she, she was like, there's only two hours left. And I begged her to let me do it. So they let me take the test. Flash forward a few weeks later, I'm going, you know, you, back in the days, you would, they gave you a number. So you would call up the number and it would just tell you either pass or fail. So it was like, you have passed. Yeah. So I went to go pick up my diploma and all the teachers from the school were lined up in the staircase and they start slow clapping. Are you serious? And she comes up to me. She was That's this, so sweet, dude. She was this big, beautiful black woman. And she came up to me. She went, child, we are so proud of you. I'm like, what? Aww. I thought they were making fun of me because like. They were proud that I had just passed the test. <laughs> right, right. Like she goes, "You tried." No, but seriously, she that's goes, really child. You are valedictorian. What? Wow. And I was valedictorian of GED High School, <laughs> and uh, I won a two-year scholarship to St. Mary College. Oh my Ooh. god, that's amazing! Which I didn't do, and then I went, <laughs> <laughs> which I then threw out. But what? Yeah, wait, wait, out. wait, 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 for real? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why didn't you capitalize on that uh, opportunity? He wouldn't have shown up. Well, the beginning, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, last night I divulged. I was recruited to go work on Wall Street, so I was working for. The likes of the Wolf of Wall Street and people like that. Where were you working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For? Where would you have been recruited? Because uh, I mean, that's a rare. I mean, if you I get a GED and to be recruited, that's my, that's incredibly rare. My, one of my uh, local friend drug dealers recruited me because he knew he was like, "Oh, you like you want to be an actor? You want to be a comic?" <laughs> He's like, "You're good with bullshitting." He's like, "You should come work for me on Wall Street." And he brought me into this mafioso office. <laughs> <laughs> and I became a legitimate stockbroker two or three years down the line. I took my Series 7. I did show wait, up. Wait, wait a minute. This, so school. this had to be in what, like the 80s? When was this? I'm so not the 90s. Old. No, this was like, 1996, 97. Oh, my God. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That must have been an, an impressive uh, time in your life. Stockbrokers still existed. Well, I mean, they do. It's not all but the internet's stash. different now. This. Internet makes it. It 100% still exists. And these weren't like legitimate stock. I mean, I 
people had <laughs> licenses, but these were right. like, these were scams. As opposed yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to being somebody in your sweatpants working from home as a stockbroker, you had to go into an office. And yeah, no, we we got dressed up, we put a tie on, we showed up. I'm gonna have a lot of you, cocaine. Yeah, oh, yeah. cocaine and prostitutes. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> so then you were involved in being an actor before this happened. So by being a stockbroker, does that sort of I don't want to say if it like totally distracted you from being uh, what you wanted to be, but did it lend itself making that kind of money, or did were you lost you? in the sauce of being the uh, you know the sauce being uh, money and realizing that you just wanted to focus well, on that? You know, I, I was at the time I was working for an electronics company called Nobody Beats the Whiz. It was <gasps> Yo, a- no my parents were executives in the company so. because I'm the Whiz. Yes, that's amazing. Wait, wait. Nobody beats the Whiz. Nobody beats. <laughs> oh my God! You said your parents were executives. Yes, my at- step. Yeah, my stepfather was the head of human resources, and my mom was the that manager. Is, that's that fascinating. Is. So I was unfireable. So it was a great try. <laughs> Political power. <laughs> they actually amazing. two exec. They they actually gave two of the executives kids jobs. Like they never really hired young people, and I think I was like fourteen or fifteen. And they gave the other like vice president's kid a job, and his name was also Josh. But that Josh ended up getting caught stealing from the store. <laughs> nope. And I didn't because Damn. I knew to take the tags off. Hey, hey, you good Josh or bad Josh? Oh, you're good, good Josh. Josh. Good yeah. Come on in, Josh. <laughs> the moral of the story is do drugs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it sharpens you, you know, microdosing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that is absolutely fascinating. It's funny because I was just this past week in a PC Richards and Sons, which might as well be the long-standing appliance store that nobody beats the whiz was in the same uh, uh, com- you know, competition. Right? Oh. They survived. You know why they survived? Why did they why? survive? They own every store that you walk into. They own the building. Oh, so they never had to pay for the actual brick and mortar overhead. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Is well, that the trick, really? That's the that's that's their longevity trick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely helped them right now. Yeah. Well, you were involved in sort of uh, hustling and making money on your own, separate from your parents' business, obviously, since uh, that business did not really last very long. Um, <laughs> I don't think it lasted past ninety five, ninety four. No, no, it it lasted into the like early two thousand. Really, they got bought by Cablevision, and then Cablevision oh, just FM, liquidated them. Yeah, they ended up in the, in the dump. <laughs> Oh, wait, Dolan. but so how was was that a was that a real downfall for your parents? I mean, I can't imagine uh, it was. They they switched careers. My stepfather and my mother were very hardworking nice. people. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give you some extra background on myself. So I had a duality in my life. My father was a, a strip club owner in New York City. No, nice. dude, really? Wow, yeah. this is dumb. This is a great story. Uh, this is a great. Story. My dad owned. One of the largest strip club chains. Which one? Which one? Goldfingers? No fucking yeah. way. I didn't even know that was a strip club in New York, but great. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, he had a few of them up and down the East Coast. Goldfinger. Okay. Uh, Runway 69. You ever hear of that? I have not. What? I can't say. My, my father in. For a second, I thought you were going to say like the Sapphire Club. You mean the like one of the two only remaining strip clubs in New York? Holy shit. No, no, no there's none left of one. My, even the namesake you- of it. In New York City, you're saying correct. Yeah, okay. correct. And not not in the state. How how? So when you were a child, your father had this business. Well, when I was a young kid, it was discotheques. My father was this Israeli man who came to the U.S. <laughs> He's Israeli, huh? He said he was Israeli. He was Israeli. Okay. He passed away a couple of years ago. Now. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Were these discotheques that evolved into strip clubs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. I, when yeah. I was a kid, like I have memories of hanging out around Shaka Khan. Nice. Like, nice having nice, like nice. Rebby Jackson there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like really cool stuff. 
Then in like the nineties, it became like freestyle music, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Guido music. Yep, yep. The yeah. Stuff they play on like KTU. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the old stuff. New they play on KTU. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then in nineteen ninety two, he's like, Joshi, I came up with a brilliant plan. I'm going to turn the club into a strip club, and I'm going to call it Goldfingers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, like a awesome. super villain origin. That's amazing. I was like, that's brilliant, Dad. I was like, that's awesome. And the, the greatest thing my dad ever did to my life, and like we had a you know a very strained relationship, but in 1992 or three, when I was like 13 or 14, I think it was like right after my bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. my father decided to open the first all nude strip club right in the middle of my conservative Jewish neighborhood. Wonderful. Wonderful. And it, it became a focal point of protests for like a year. We also, sure. we, our strippers also have zitzits and across the board. Well, there's, I can't find it. I've looked for it so hard. Mm-hmm. But oh, wiggles. That was this competition. Oh. But there was... <laughs> okay, I love how you even know. I believe... Well, Wiggles was right next to yeah. uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz. I used to work right I next to Wiggles. I did not know there was yeah. a Wiz there. Yes, wow. there was 63rd Drive. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. But there was a, a derivative show of, I think, 60 Minutes, and my father had an interview with Ed Bradley. And he's interviewing my father, and my dad's going... This is a very upscale club. We have lawyers coming, doctors. There's rabbis who come here. I'm, like, I'm just imagining like every single guy walking there like, please don't tell them that I'm, <laughs> that I'm coming to your establishment. I mean, just last week I saw the mayor. I see, yeah. you know, wonderful. I mean, Supreme Court justice. We get gold cans. He was outing everybody. So there was amazing. Pro- they, there was protest there for like about a year. Like I even I went away to Israel for the summer and I came back and they were still protesting. And you went to the Maccabee games. No, I'm kidding. I was a very, you know, I told you I was like a thuggy, stupid kid, yeah. you know, drinking 40s and hanging out with like idiots. There was cameras there every day. There was picketers and everything. It was great. I'm walking by one day and one of the girls who I had gone to elementary school's mother notices me and she goes, that's the owner's son. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow, great mom, great mom. Everybody outs everybody. And the entire freaking crowd turns around. <sighs> I had to put my 40 down and walk away. I, 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 I had to, he had to look at me hard my 40s. It's like one of those moments that I envision like a sort of a scene like at a PCU where like the kid, like, <laughs> yeah. the kid is being the the target, and then he just ends up getting chased around campus by every protest group that exists. Pretty much, Do you know what I'm talking about, Catherine. Just one hit. <laughs> <laughs> so good, Josh. Your your involvement in entrepreneurialness is clearly stemmed from your, your parents. Yes. Let me ask you, where, where where in Queens are you from then? Forest Hills. You're from Forest Hills. Oh, Forest Hills. The Ramones, and baby. Forest Hills being somewhere that is well connected to your being, and you're still there now. I'm back there, yeah. You have a son. Yes. How old is your son? How old is your son? He'll be six in January. Oh, my God. Congratulations, Thank dude. you so much, man. He's the best. What kind of behavior is he exhibiting? Is he, that like his father, is he getting entrepreneurial as well? He, he is... I feel like he's just like me when I was a kid, except he hasn't been exposed to the atrocities that I was exposed to. (laughs) Right. It's crazy because you look at them at a certain age and you're like, that shit shouldn't have happened around me when I was that size. Yeah. Yeah. I I have, you know, Times Square in the 80s was a cesspool. Cesspool, It was was like horrific. Titties, 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 drugs, drugs, drugs. (laughs) Yeah. But my dad used to take, before he owned strip clubs, all his gangster friends owned CD strip clubs, and he would take me along with him. So I have memories of like... Son, this is the world. 
this is my son. And I would, I, I remember like <laughs> seeing women with their breasts exposed and, you know, obviously I'm not sexually aroused. I'm five or four. <laughs> But really? I'm, you know, I, no, no, I totally uh, but, was sexually aroused. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my four-year-old cousin just walked into the room in Thanksgiving and went, "My teacher makes my pee-pee hard." <laughs> like literally, what? I swear the to God, autoeroticism is is a thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's just kicking in. I don't know. I like to look at my son and be like, he's innocent and perfect, and I want to keep him that way. Well, I gotta say, six is definitely. I just have little cousins who are that age. I had no idea how much fun. So and much how, fun. Yeah, six is a good age. It's, yeah, they're so fun and funny, and I mean, at least with him. I mean, not all kids have a positive outlook and are like. I see like little miserable kids, just like you see miserable mm. adults. Yeah, but he's just so happy. You weren't miserable. No, I was a really happy kid who slowly became miserable. <laughs> when 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 could you remember the last time as a child that you were happy without any of that jadedness? When my father took us to Action Park, what was happening? Nice. What happened to Action Park? Uh, my father took us to Action Park, and actually, you guys where, where is where is that? Actually, you know, Johnny Knoxville did a movie about it a year ago. Okay, it was this park they built in New Jersey. It, it was an attraction where you they had like cliff dives and like crazy water slides and all okay. types of like Tarzan ropes. Sure, but it was like infamous for being completely like for dangerous, insanely unsafe, super <laughs> unsafe, and like people like. Every time you left Action Park, you usually left like scrapes and scratches. <laughs> that was not where I went. Good. <laughs> it's, it's something that they would not exist in the way it did back then today. Sure. It'd be impossible. Like yeah. nobody would insure that. Well, no, they would have gotten sued get, up like, a fucking a, wazoo. You they can't would... even get a metal slide because yeah, no. that burns you. Yeah, what no. the fuck were they thinking? No, Why? we're going to want a nice balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened at Action Park that well, my, scarred you? I was about my son's age. My father was uh, an Israeli commando. He was uh, like a Navy SEAL. Wait, he was, he was an IDF Special Forces yes, guy? He was, Holy shit. He was if a Navy you SEAL. live in Israel, chances are yeah, you are. Well, no, you right. have to be in the IDF, but well, I mean, he was a to, specialist. to be an IDF Special Forces guy, that's a, that's a level above. Yeah. That's, yeah that's... He actually he got the Benz. That's how he ended up getting an honorable discharge. Oh, no shit. And that's how he ended up coming to America and, All right. and meeting my mother at the YMCA. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. I was staying at the YMCA and this woman, I don't know what that but yeah, I don't. That's my <laughs> kind of racist voice. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. And again, will. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very offended. Uh, Continue with the story. So my father, you know, he went to go do this. Uh, like it was like a six or seven story cliff jump. They had a cliff jump, mm -hmm. and uh, he wasn't a very responsible dad. Mm -hmm. and I, I I followed behind him because I'm, I'm I'm five or six. I don't know where the hell some, else I'm supposed to go. Yep. Yep. So he gets online. It's like a 30-person line, and it's finally his turn, and he jumps off. And I look at him jump off, and I see him, you know, how many feet below, and I go, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get to my dad now. Like, And no Aww. one, like, tried to help me, so I was like, okay, I guess it's time for me to jump. Oh, my God. And little six-year-old Josh belly flops. Oh! Oh! On a five-meter, on a 10-meter board? Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. when I got the balls to actually hop off that platform. Oh, my like God. Like a long fall. That's like two good seconds of just free fall. Free fall. I remember it. Impact. <laughs> I, it's not like I was a really brave kid. I was more fearful that I couldn't find my dad, like, otherwise. Oh. Like, I either jump or I'm not going to be able to find my father. And I belly flop into it. And everybody sees it. And I think a few people gasped because it was a little kid. And I, That's I, I, Dude, you're, you, how are you not hurt? Yeah, you could literally explode your balls. I was completely... <laughs> I did, but we had them reimplanted. But, um, but no, seriously, like, they can break ribs too. if you land wrong. You know what I mean? Well, I'm an expert. 
obviously. <laughs> so Yo. what does my dad do? He comes over to me. Everyone's like in a gasp. My father comes and he lifts me in the air and he goes, look at my brave son. <laughs> look at my And he parades me <laughs> around Ashton Park telling everybody, you know like what my the son Lion did? King? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, so it's Simba. the circle. So he wow. parades me around to tell everyone how proud he is of his son who nearly killed himself a few minutes ago as nice. you become increasingly redder yeah. i mean that is a very special that is a very like you know army special forces thing like jump go you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like that is like that is kind of badass the truth is i really was okay with it i didn't mind but my father for some reason he wanted to brag to my mother as he was driving us home <laughs> and he tells my mother he's like oh by the way joshi jump off the six story clip she you know she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was not too excited about it that Jesus. might be the time that i was lost in disney world you were lost in Disney World. I got lost in Disney World when I was when I was your age. I was six. I uh, went to Disney World with my family. I went on a tram instead of the train. Uh oh. And then Uh-oh. I found myself in a different part of Disney World, and they figured it out really quickly. And um, you know, my mom had uh, trophies of like two trophies, one for basketball and maybe just one for athleticism in general. But she had a few trophies. The only trophies in the house forever that were on display and those came into effect uh because she ran across the freaking park to find me uh when uh some security got me you know there's nothing more than a parent who is instilled with fear about where their child is so when my mom found out that her child was missing she booked my it. son my, my- my cousin Kenny told me that he had never seen my mom run it's, that fast. It's the ever. most frightening feeling in the world. My ex, she decided to teach me a lesson. So when my son was oh like three or four months old, we were in the, the grocery store. And I think I had this, the carriage and I like turned my back for a moment <laughs> and she rolled it away from me. Oh, oh Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah. I'm not a father. I look forward to being a father right. one day. But like that whole concept of how it just becomes all encompassing, right? Is is something that time stops, huh. time stops, and it's it's like a, it's like someone stole an organ out of your body. And the truth is, like I love my son even more now, but like you love your kid from the second they're alive, you know? Oh sure. Was that really true? Because there's this whole difference between guys and girls, right? Like girls have to nest, and then guys are sort of like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then they see the baby and they go, I love this baby. Uh, I loved him from the get, but like to be like really. F- fatherly as an actor you just jump into the role right away you know you, sure. you, you commit to it slowly but surely like it's like i love him more every single day i'm alive like it's every crazy. single it's it's, it's it's insanity it's nice beautiful day. it's a it's a um one, one of a kind feeling it is it's great let's take a quick break and when we come back uh we need to dive into some clips that you brought with you some of it is embarrassing i believe uh i i haven't screened any of it because we like to th- Fly on the seat of our pants here with Josh Pallad, Will Hastie, and Catherine Dunn. Lost and Rewound. Radio Free Brooklyn.
And we're back. We want to remind you that if you want to sign up for the Radio Free Brooklyn newsletter, you can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. It's called Radio Free Brooklyn, R-E-A-D-I-O Free Brooklyn. And uh, you can keep up to date with the new programming, upcoming RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers, and much, 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 much more. Okay, I'm done. But seriously, it'll only go to your inbox once a month. We're committed to a spam-free world here. Josh Pallet is our guest this week. And yeah, dude, you got some stuff with you. You got a movie. You got some voicemails. I don't know where to begin here. Let's start with, uh, the. you know, we were talking about your ex before. You have a, a voicemail with you. This is the ex before the ex. The ex before. Okay, dude. This is, Wait, the, this is uh, not your baby mama. No, this, this, is... Is, this is the one that I left for my child's mother. Okay. How long were you together? On and off for five years. From How, what age? Uh, 24 to 29. Who cheated more? Oh, wow. I was a total whore. No, I know. <laughs> I was asking who cheated more. <laughs> oh, I, I guess, well, she, if you listen to the message, she says that she never cheated on me. <laughs> just for our audience at home, just by your facial expression, I'm assuming you're assuming that that's bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, I was listening to the message as I was walking down the block and I was like, there's a tinge in her voice that makes me not believe Aww. that. Why did you hold on to this voicemail? I'm I, sorry, that did not deserve an awe. I just got it back. <laughs> because when uh, when I received it, when I got the, I, this is a message from, I think, 2009. And when I got the message, I thought it, it was just so off the wall and bonkers and kind of hilarious that I thought I should record it. Oh, my God. So I recorded it off my cell phone. Do you feel like this <laughs> reveals more about you and your character than it does about hers no i think it reveals more about her i mean you'll hear tidbits of who i am but i think it exposes a little bit of uh insanity on her party i'm going to uh ask you to put yourself at this time in her shoes and wonder what it might be like if you were the one who left a voicemail and was having that voicemail heard on a radio show. What could we expect when we hear I this? I think she, she'd be happy to, to know that I'm still thinking about her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Oh my All right. That's wow. literally the best answer you could give it. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something. She took my three dogs and never let me see them again because we had three dogs together. Oh, dude. And then, like, a year ago, she called me to tell me that my favorite one died. I was like, thanks. Thanks. Like lovingly or literally just like, hey, guess what? He's dead. She was like, monkey's dead. And I was like, well, I was like, thanks. I was like, I wanted to see the monkey. Dog. I love oh. she was the Japanese chin that another ex-girlfriend gave me. Wait, oh. they were your dogs. Well, the Japanese chin was mine. Uh, then how did she steal your dogs? Well, because we would we would like she would have them at her place and then I would keep them for a little while. And while we first split, like she let it go until she found out I was dating somebody else and then she said that i was seeing her while we were still together so she decided was she, that, a message, she was said, that hey. accurate all right well let, let, let's listen to the voicemail and we'll, we'll a little we'll, bit we'll, we'll, there's yeah. a little overlap <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to, we'll listen to the voicemail we'll make our own judgment calls here we go i already made mine oh well <laughs> never mind kath well thanks kath <laughs> i'm not that person anymore And that I looked at the fucking picture, only to discover that your fucking 
Tough, wow. That, I'm on her side. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I totally see. I've lost favor in Catherine's eyes. That was rough. I won't lie. That was, I mean, that's, 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 uh, so pretty he, quintessential. Just in my defense, just so I like you your know. grandma. Okay. <laughs> I like your, and your, I like your mom. Let me, your, and I like your mom. In All your right. defense. But so, you fucking scumbag. Since you are our I love guest her. Today, <laughs> you, if, you, if you listen, if you can, it was hard to hear, but she says, you're banging so and so sister who I wasn't. Uh, she just confused who I was banging. Uh, um, had you banged so and so sister? No, no, no. I've had a falling out with her too. Um, <laughs> After banging her. Well, she's best friends with my now child's mother, my ex. So yeah, but um, <laughs> she's she said you're doing this while your friends are in federal prison. So my friends at the time, my friends were pot dealers, and there was this huge. It was actually at the time the, the mandatory biggest, minimums, the biggest bust in New York City history for marijuana. Oh, oh. What year was that? Uh, two thousand seven. Okay, eight? you can do if you Google New York City's biggest but pot would, bust. Okay, but it was effectively uh, around ten years ago. Yes, and yes. you had friends who got caught under. So, this. like, I it was like the whole neighborhood was a bunch. Of Somebody them. dropped a dime on them. Yeah, they got well, pinched. One, well, one of the kids uh, got. Uh, you were in Forest Hills. I was in stuff. Forest Hills. Okay. And one of the kids, one of these, you know, we all grew up together. And one of these jerks who, like, I hated from the time I was a kid, yeah. he got caught selling cocaine. So he ended up becoming state's evidence. And he was the mole. So he was, like, entrapping the entire neighborhood. Yikes. Um, we didn't even know at that point when this uh, recording took place. But everybody got in trouble. So once, like, my friend, like, and I already had, I had trouble with the FBI at the time before I quit being uh, in investments one of the last places i worked at mm -hmm. got raided and closed down and like i got interrogated by the fbi and mm -hmm. so like i was out of that life but she saw like i had trouble there and then my friends were all like going to jail and like getting arrested mm -hmm. so she stopped like hanging out she was like really scared she was a public school teacher so she's like i'm not hanging out around you anymore so like you know mm -hmm. you're not hanging out around me we're not together anymore i guess you know it's right. too dangerous it seemed that uh she had every reason to be pretty pissed off at you. My question is, why did she feel that a, the voicemail was the proper way to do that? That seemed, that seemed like a lot of words to be saying in a voicemail to the point where she had to send another voicemail, like obviously <laughs> like the quintessential, and by the way, yeah, right. voicemail. That, that voicemail came after like a hammering session of like, Probably a couple hundred phone calls. Really? Yes. Oh, wait, were, were you were you and her actually going back and forth? Or no, she I, tried calling you a couple hundred times. She tried calling me like a couple hundred times. Gotcha. I wow. Think she, she accessed a Facebook page and she saw pictures of me with my child's mother, lovingly probably. Accessed. You know. Yeah, I don't were know. Like, blocked? Was she blocked? No, I mean, I mean, uh, this is also early days Facebook. You mm. know, like early ish, you know, early ish, and you know, she probably you know, like not everybody, I guess, knew how to navigate it. Yeah. So she probably looked on a friend of a friend and there wasn't like privacy controls. You weren't friends before that? With whom? With your ex. No, we were friends, but like she probably looked at like a friend of mine and like they had pictures. If this was like if this was like 2006, 2007, that was still before the era of like the feed didn't exist yet. You know That's what I right. mean? That's right. So it so it wasn't like you'd be get you'd be seeing constant really? updates. Yeah. That was that was a pretty yeah, late addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so remember, Facebook, the first time Facebook came on to colleges was in 2004, guys. So, like, Facebook had only been around for three years, right? And that was, like, I remember, I loved that era of Facebook because it was still, like, Exclusive. just my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just my friends from college. I was still maintaining my MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. While, while you were maintaining your MySpace page to be the actor that everybody should know, you were making uh, movies? Well, it was actually right as I was transitioning out of being a stockbroker, an investment advisor. I went and took, I think it was like a three or six month course at the New York Film Academy. Awesome. So th- How did you like it? It was a total joke. <laughs> it, it sort of is known for being that. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> we, we well, how did you feel here. about it? How did you feel well, about it? How did you feel about NIFO? I wasn't a straight like, because they have a college type program. Yeah, this was like a six month or a three month program. It was in the village yeah. and it was all very like. I think, I didn't know their exact income, but like wealthy overseas people who were like, I'm going to come to America and I'm going to learn how to be an actor. I have done films with New York Film Academy before. Uh, Most of them are not good, but some of them were good. But one thing is for sure is that NYFA does attract a lot of international interest. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that's all I know about it, really. I mean, my first film course ever was at NIFA and the one thing that I heard about them regularly and still hear from people who I go to for advice about where to get advice basically right. on, on on like more technical aspects is a New York Film Academy is great for an introduction. Right? Yes. It's great it is. to walk you into that world but if you want like a hardcore education in right. it, not the spot. If you want access to see like what a boom mic is right or i want to play with a red camera like yay that's the right place they're like okay you're a rich kid you can come in here and you can (laughs) touch all the buttons literally you seem seem a little bit salty about it though uh i i didn't really i mean i'm i made friends there no i got i got a lot out of experience i haven't had a really formal education acting wise as you'll see in in the clips coming up and i've taken some really like sketchy acting courses so like i i have a little thing for People charging people who are chasing their dream for stupid classes that they're not learning anything and they're just wasting money on. You give me two hundred bucks, I give you a good time. You see, it's funny you're doing that voice. My very first acting coach was an actor from the movie A Bronx Tale. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) he used to be buddy buddy with Robert De Niro, and De Niro put him in almost every one of his like first ten or fifteen films. Yeah. His name is Clem Caserta. He's a famous, oh, he's or, a semi-famous actor. I think I know that. So he ran an acting school in Staten Island. This was the first acting school I went to called Jimmy Whispers Acting School. <laughs> oh, my God. And when, the, and when the stock market would close. Good acting, Jimmy's acting school. Jimmy, Jimmy Whispers. Jimmy Whispers you, acting school. You wouldn't Say aloud. Jimmy wouldn't even, he wouldn't even let you pay him. The way it would work was this. You show up a few times, you take you some lessons. Favor. And then every now and then he'd be like, hey, you got some scrolls for me? And then you're like, I don't know what that means. He's like, you know, you got a little bit scroll. So like every now and then he'd hit you up for money, but he wouldn't like have an official tuition. What you, what you got? What you got? Like twenty bucks, maybe forty bucks. What you, what you, what you, what you give me? Give me a little scroll. Give me a little scroll. What you got on? I, I don't believe you. I think this is honestly like out of like something out of a sketch. Google it. It's amazing. I mean, this, I love this, it. This is, and he just had a falling out with Chaz Palminteri because you know they, they they did a Bronx Tale on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nixed the character that this guy. Oh plays my god! Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. I, so I, I mean, dude, you were you were describing like what? Well, yeah, you're gonna be with instead of doing this tuition with your kids in an acting school. It's so true. But you're describing like a lot of people. 
who I interacted with over the course of my misbehavior. <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, Twisted then. It was Twisted right out of the uh, makings of the uh, Jimmy Whispers acting school into, and into NIFA. It's post-Jimmy Whispers. Um, so it's awesome. Yeah, so, so it's amazing. Yeah. Golden. I'm going to show you a little exercise to learn from Lorraine Frankel, all right? You're going to pretend like you got a coffee cup in your hand, right? Mm. And we would stand there for about 10 minutes. Oh, and we'd be like, and now you add the sugar. And everybody would stand in a circle and add... <laughs> Was it object work? I, I wish. Were you miming it? Uh, you see, it this is good. Why don't we have more time to talk about this? This is like the best thing ever. Smell the code. You smell it today. You, you see how it's hot in your oh, hand. Oh, wonderful. That was, that was one of the main things he would do. And the other one is that he would have us sit in a chair and have the entire acting class, which arranged from people from the age of like seven to 80. And they would circle nice. around you and sing happy birthday. What? And, so you had to learn to become comfortable with a group no. of Okay. It was a very informal train. All right, all right, all right. No, we got to keep this train going. Yes. I, I, I would love to hear continue hearing stories about this because honestly, it's hysterical. It was. More um, than once? We, 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 Are you kidding? We, this is amazing. We don't, we don't have time to play the entire movie of Twisted. Could you uh, point us out to where you are in this? So... So Twisted was a friend who took the directing uh, classes yeah. at the New York Film Academy. He, nice. he held an audition. I went, I auditioned. He was like, you're the one. I need you. I, he, he basically became a very, very I good. I see it in you. He became a very good friend of mine. And he was actually the biggest advocate in the world of me. And like a couple years ago, he passed away. He was an awful story. He had a kid and he went out to go celebrate. And the night he went to celebrate, he overdosed on drugs that's oh, awful jesus yeah. fucking crazy. That's, but, wow that's literally but we were really close friends and he was actually writing a Fuck. film and it's and we actually shot some stuff over a couple blocks from here but he was writing a film before he passed away and then he just died suddenly but this was the very first project that we had worked on together it's a horror short where uh <laughs> i play like a redneck and my it's me and my uncle and uh we're gonna do a home invasion and uh rob a couple people but they end up uh turning the tables on us oh yes and my uh, very, my very good friend joe danielle is in it as well he plays uh one of the psychopaths nice. listen to a little clip of it i'm just so fucking hungry uncle frank you think maybe they got like that captain crunch not like the admiral crunch that grandma always fucking buys i mean like the real shit you know like toys inside the Boy, box listen here i don't know what the fuck they're gonna have inside whatever it is we're gonna eat and the first chance we get we're gonna tie these motherfuckers up Look over everything they fucking got. We're gonna take it. We gotta hurt them this time, Uncle Frank. Do it. Well, that ain't up to me, boy. That's up to them. Doing this way, not to be looking out there. What are you gonna do? Go fishing? What do you think? Look like a good one? What do you mean it looks like a good one? You told me you scoped this fucking house out, I Frank. I scope the fucking thing out. I'm asking you, trying to get you in on this now. Does it look like. What the fuck is that in my It's fucking true in the back, Uncle Frank. Oh, I have God. to spit it out. I can't swallow it. Let's just go knock and see if they're home.
Wow. Oh, I'm such right, a So was that improvised? So like, so that was, was totally, totally improvised? Yeah, that was a good take. That was real. <laughs> that was real. That was real. But you get it on my fucking head. He just, he only hadn't left. But that was so good. I was, a, I was a smoker back then, so I started chewing tobacco for the film. I've never chewed tobacco before. How was that? I don't know how. I, I chewed tobacco in junior high school. Why? Well, my, Why? My little, because you can't smoke in the classroom. Okay, so then don't do anything. There's always <sighs> boofing. No, no, my little brother got in. What he was a he was a pitcher at Rutgers, and he and, and just because of that world, he got really into chewing tobacco. Right, and he got me into it. And so, dude, Skull was like my shit for a little bit. How it, long? It's great for like I for like two weeks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like exactly. yeah. I did it for a few months. It, it <laughs> burns a hole in your mouth. Well, no, not only like like literally with most of those chewing tobaccos, because it really is. You just take the tobacco, put it yeah, in your lip, and you're letting it soak through your through essentially your soft tissue but here's the thing they put broken plexiglass in there to actually help create these little micro tears oh, to get so it that it gets there. in faster oh man and i was always the dumb fucker who would be like oh i'm taking a quarter of this fucking can <laughs> 35 minutes later i'm like i feel a bit <laughs> one thing you uh, won't see uh because you're listening to this but uh should you decide to go and watch this film on youtube you can do so by looking up user j lova L-O-V-A-71, and oh, look yeah. up the film Twisted. But um, you have a considerable weight uh, difference oh, in this yeah. film. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I think I'm like 370 there, maybe. And it's all <laughs> in the booty. Yeah. Could wait, how much, so wait, how much do you weigh now? Uh, 198 pounds. So, Dude, fuck you. That's where I'm trying to get. That wasn't my fattest. I had lost 100 pounds there. Good wow. goddamn! Wow, that's yeah. that's, it, that's impressive, dude. I, that's really impressive. I was gonna say impressive and miraculous. And yeah. how? Uh, what would you credit your weight loss to? Um, children. My drive to want to get laid. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. That works. I'll take Were it. Were you in a five-year relationship here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, I was getting laid when I was fat, but it just the quality of what I was getting laid it was not as good. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, and the, it was just unhealthy relationships. Also, my stepfather had passed away, and he told me I should lose oh. some weight. So, did you have this experience where your sort of your level of acceptance of yourself was a pretty direct reflection of like sort of how happy you were? I was miserable. Yeah. I was, I was, but I, you know, I'm always miserable. It's just who I am. Well, you, dude, I went through the exact, I went through yeah. the exact same thing with my first love. It was a bad idea for us to get into a relationship, even though it was magical at first, and just you know, I kept getting bigger. Right. Oh, so you ate your way in in the relationship. And then and then I became a drug addict. So I was eat again, drugging my way into the relationship. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But that, you know, I like crutches. <laughs> nice to have them. Let's yeah. let's listen to the next uh, uh, section. There, so there's two parts, and uh, this this part, uh, you've made your way into this home. Right. The plot is is that you are clearly <laughs> these hicks who are looking to rob and make mischief, and then this crazy couple gets you to come in. Yes, they're feeding us eggs at this point, I think. <laughs> All right, eggs. Let's, let, let, People let, eggs. Let's, let's hear what happens. I don't feel good at this point. There he goes. There's the... Uh... What the hell did you put in these eggs? <laughs> there goes one. One down. This is oh. wonderful, Roy. Yes, so... Two down. Two down, Roy. His eyes are shut, he's down. Fuck, you don't know who you're fucking with, do you? You don't know who you're fucking with. 
I'm scared, Uncle Frank. Cut your eyeballs out, big boy. That's what I see with. I don't think that would be oh, good. Oh, God, right. You don't me and Ma are gonna be right back. Mommy and Daddy are coming right back, little boy. Right what? back to feed you. Whatever you say, Roy. Shh! Silence now. I'd like to hear the crickets. I'd like to hear the crickets roar. And we don't wanna get out of here, Uncle Frank. the hell we're gonna get out of here? This is your fucking fault. Oh, let's not blame anybody right now, okay? I got a freaking cup taped to my head! You can't show no fear. You show some fear at these people, you know what's gonna happen? They're just gonna shit all over you. You gotta hold your ground here. This one guy, he's fucking nuts. He may be crazier than I am. I don't wanna get shit on. Well, I know, fucking dummy. I didn't mean real shit on. What the hell's wrong with you? Breakfast is served, boys. Mommy made a nice big meal for the nice big boys. Damn, I would love some. May I please just take my handcuff off and feed myself like a normal human? You're not a big enough boy yet to serve yourself. Here, what we're seeing is we're seeing both of our antagonists get right. I mean, effectively, they're technically antagonists, but I would call them protagonists. I'm on their side. I mean, they were on their side. The home invaders, played by uh, you, uh, Josh, and your uh, co star, are are being um, tormented by these folks. And uh, you have a cup taped in front of your face, <laughs> into your chin. Like, literally on your bottom, like a cup taped to your <laughs> bottom lip, literally. A so, like, dual cup, and almost. Something around well, the it's because I'm chewing tobacco, so. Oh, yeah. What, what, you fast, you, you missed it in it. What happened was, a little bit earlier in there, before we eat the eggs, I'm chewing tobacco on the table, and I take the host, the guy's house, his cereal bowl, and I... Bit my chewing and then and then the I, husband there I has a back. pig mask and yeah. another mask is put on uh your uncle roy right yes yes like a a Victor- Medna. oh yes yes day medna <laughs> and it's supposed and i mean okay and, and, and so and so the girl is sort of is she breaking or was that her character she was just supposed to or she was she's just a, kind of hilariously she's insane she's actually she's a pretty successful actress she was breaking there she told me that's I what I, yeah, that's yeah, what I, yeah. She, she at one point she actually got really she started crying because she felt so bad for what they were doing to me it was great oh as they shove donuts into your mouth <laughs> as they shove donuts in my mouth we 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 can be uh sure that the work of which you are doing now is certainly uh much uh, better much quality, higher much caliber, higher what, yes. what what are you been working on then lately? uh i have a uh, a feature horror coming out i think it's gonna nice. be this month Oh, nice. Uh, with uh, with some friends of mine, where I'm a co-star, so you know. Nice. Oh, yeah. Who, who's directing it? 
Uh, William Hugh, he uh, he had a really successful uh, web series called The Streets. Nice. And I was I had a very small role in that, but he brought me back to be on this. This role that I'm in in this film as the co-star was actually written for a African American man, and he no said, way. and I read for it, and they said I I think we're gonna have to change Josh into an African American man. Mm. Yeah. So you're taking roles away from yeah, yeah. white privilege. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a Jew. I'm a minority man. I'm allowed to. <laughs> well. Some some of us are. I mean, I would say that uh, technically, uh, you we you you are you are the son of a, an Israeli. Uh, you have uh, a lot of talent. It doesn't matter one way or the other, as long as you you know make good work. Thank and, you, man. I appreciate it. Well, low end gigolos. Uh, Talk about about that a little bit and where people could find that. Uh, you said you have a Patreon for it right now. So it's, What's uh, the theme? Well, we haven't officially launched yet, but we have like 20-something episodes. That's going to be – we have a lip set setup, so we're going to have everything That's probably awesome. pushed out in the next six weeks, what we're hoping for. We just uh, – we have a new agent manager who wants us to do it properly. Good. Um, Good. So we record – it's just me and uh, – Three of we have, you know, we've lost a couple members over the course of it, hmm. but uh, it's it's basically, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> attrition, young it's scorned true. comedians complaining about life and hey, cool comedy. And there's like there's that. nothing there. There's I, nothing there. Nothing. <laughs> that's a, that's totally new, right? Sounds like a formula to me. <laughs> so you could find uh, more information at Joshua Pallad, P A L E D again, and uh, you can. You could do Joshua Pallid on Facebook. Yes. You can do uh, Joshua Pallid on Instagram. Yep. Um, at Low End Gigolos on Instagram. And you can start following us on Twitter that we just established. It's Low underscore End underscore Gigolos Twitter. Josh Pallid here on Lost and Rewound Thank this week. Thank you, guys. Week. Ow, ow, ow. Team player, you got here a very last minute, sir. And I appreciate you being game for uh, sharing your New York Film Academy work and your voicemails from a scorned lover. <laughs> Thank you. You rolled with us well, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you guys, and if you want to contribute anything out there, sir or madam or non-binary person, whomever is listening to Lost and Rewound and be on the show, you can contribute uh, and uh, send us your pitches, Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. That'll do it for us this week. I'm Alon. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, Alon. Thanks, Alon. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thanks so much again, guys. Thanks, Josh. Radio Thank Free. You. Real quick, put your fingers in your mouth and do it, and then you won't. No, like this. Like, like, <laughs> like literally, no, this is actually a trick. This is actually a trick that works. Okay. You're listening to Lost and Rewound. To Lost and Rewound. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Time. Time to get involved with us. With us. Okay. All right, now do it.